Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the RMT Women's Podcast. This is episode 109. And today we are joined by our good friend, Emma. Emma, how are we on this fine Wednesday lunch? Yeah, good thanks. Excited for the derby tonight. I don't know when this is going out, so um, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we're filming it Wednesday morning, so derby day. Woo! I know, I know. Um, yeah, we'll do we'll do derby first, just because you know it's relevant at the minute. But seven pm kickoff tonight. Obviously, you can watch it. It's on LFC social channels and all that similar to the game on Sunday and um, so everyone can watch me and Emma will be going unfortunately for Amy she can't attend due to current circumstances and I go over pandemic but Aww, yeah. I know it's a shame hopefully you'll get to a game some point this season who freaking knows at this point <laughs> who knows <laughs> just like we'll just we'll just say quickly our like emotions how we're feeling about it at, at right now Amy you can go first um I feel like I'm I'm like on the fence because in one sort of I like notion I'm kind of like yeah I want to win because it's against Everton it's like yeah come on we beat United we can beat them too um but then, on the other hand, I'm like, please, no one get injured because we need everyone for like the league. And I feel that's probably what Vicky's like as well. She's probably a bit of both. Like, yeah, I proper want to win the Blues, especially like what happened last time at, at, at Anfield, and we just lost, which is great. Um, so I think she'll want to get something back. But then equally, I think there's going to be an eye on like the the league for sure. Yeah. What are your feelings, Emma? Uh, well, we've got an international break afterwards, so as far as I'm concerned, um, I reckon you can you can go with quite a strong team. Everyone been injured for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> no, from from what I've been told, I think we can expect a strong team tonight as well. Um, I think there will be a couple of changes, but I think the Conti Cup is obviously an opportunity to play some young players. So, that, like, I'd imagine if the starting lineup is quite strong, I like you'd expect. Um, you know some of the youngsters to come on to get that match experience, um, but I do think I do think um, it'll be a strong team um, because if we win tonight, then then obviously you know they're they're free basically to the quarterfinals um, because that that two wins should should see them free. You'd think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's who knows. I I'm, I'm trying to get my head around the qualification process for like the best runners up, and it just blows my mind. So like I'm just not. 
let's just not even talk about that. Like, let's just pretend that doesn't even exist. So I'm just going to go with Liverpool. If they get two wins out of the three, I think that'll put them in a very good chance of going through. But, um, That's a good because yeah, we've this is the third season that we've done this podcast and I still don't know. Well, it's changed. <laughs> I feel like it's changed slightly this year. So, bit like as a quick rundown, basically it's, it's the the group winners that go through. So I think that's is it six groups, and then one of the groups because there's only three teams in. Um, oh wait, hang on. So six group winners, two best runners up, and then because there's only three teams in one group, apparently I haven't heard this, but a couple of other journalists are reporting this. Um, the results against the team that finishes top and the team that finishes third in the group are the only two results that factor into the best runners-up qualification. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> I've been on the phone to people over the last. It doesn't make days. any sense. I know. So I've been on the phone to people over the last two days to try and find out whether this is actually a thing, because I, I was like, are these journos just like trolling us, just to like. You know, we'll just wait. We'll just wait if we win. Me, me and Lauren just wait until it gets it gets told, and then we'll just retweet yeah. what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna change my answer now. I want to win. <laughs> yeah, he's both. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's both. up my feelings. Obviously, we want to win because it's the derby, and then obviously we didn't get to play um, after the summer season, so we only got the one derby. So. They've got one over on us, and you're thinking, no, we're not going to allow it again. Um, nah. So, yeah, but then also I'm just like, just just don't, you know, just don't overdo it. But then obviously it's the international big, so I don't know. There's all kinds of emotions. I'll feel differently, like, five minutes before kickoff, probably. But I feel like because we all know that what the focus is on, like, it, it, if it was just, I don't know, it's so hard to, like, explain but because we know like the main focus of the season is promotion, like don't get me wrong, getting far in the Conti Cup would be great, and obviously winning against Everton would be fantastic as well. But I think I'm almost in like the boat of, okay, well, yes, if we win, absolutely fabulous. But I'm not gonna like cry myself sleep at night knowing that we've not got further in the competition. If you know what I mean, I'm completely yeah. sold on solidifying. But is that it? I'm yeah. so, solemnly there we go. Solemnly on on like the league and stuff. That's the boat that I'm sitting in. I don't know whether Amy's gonna get this. Solemnly. Oh, I um, solemnly It's on my yeah. I solemnly swear. Yeah. Where? Where's your mug, Amy? Where's your mug, Amy? <laughs> get your mug out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have one. Aww. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just drinking out of my mug. <laughs> yeah. So, Derby. Everyone can. This will go up before the kickoff, so everyone can give us like their thoughts before the match. But then, her fingers crossed, it's a win for Liverpool. Um, and Everton don't have any bragging rights because I can't cope fifty-two. But anyway, um, sticking to Liverpool just for a few more minutes. Um, we obviously faced Blackburn on Sunday. Um, a nil-nil draw I think that's probably the most frustrating game I've seen for a while honestly I was just I couldn't I couldn't believe that we didn't score like how how did we not score like it was like physically impossible not to score I thought until watching that game and now 
physics of how to score a goal is like completely changed. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced there's a force field around their goal. Yeah, because I mean, no one, there, no one can no one can check if that's right or wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's it's true. Like Amy's like she's got it. You've you've absolutely sussed it out. Yeah. Those two one on ones from Rins, like I I just I just don't know. And then no, Amy drops open goal. Oh. Just Clark's open goal. We should have had. It should have been about seven. I'd give them that one. Rachel Laws pulled off a very good save. It should have been about seven one. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting stressed just thinking about Force it. Field. Like, it's really stressing me out. Force Force field. Field. <laughs> There's no other logical explanation huh? other than a huh? Ford Field. Ford Field. <laughs> Sorry, I need to rein it in. Um, do, do either of you have like a, a standout performer from that game? Because I, th- I think Rachel was. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. I feel like if that game showed us anything, though, I think I, I think I spoke about this in my video after the game. I can't remember it that long ago. But um, I think I spoke about the fact that I feel like in women's football, officiating can be absolutely slaughtered sometimes. People just have a massive go. Not officiating, goalkeeping. Um, people I mean, just, both. I mean, yeah, both. I'll move on to that. Um, but people seem to have a perception that women's goalkeepers are not very good. But I think if, if anything, that game just demonstrated how good they actually are. Like Alex Brooks pulled off some unbelievable saves and Rachel Laws did for, that for, for, for their chance as well. So I think it, it, it highlighted how good women's goalkeepers can actually be, put them in that scenario and they'll, they'll pull it off. So I think that was quite a, a big positive for both teams coming out of that fixture. Although I think Blackburn will definitely be the happier team. And and then going on to officiating, there was some slightly dodgy officiating going on. That's an area that I think needs to be to stepped up a little bit. It was when Blackburn were through on goal and they got a goal and then she brought it back for a Blackburn free kick. I was like, we've got away with one there. What the heck? Yeah, I think she like blew the whistle as she shot. But um, she, ha- she had the advantage. So why would she stop it? It was yeah. super strange. The commentator was like, I'm not quite sure what's happened here, but <laughs> I think we've got away with one. That's exactly how the commentator sounded. That's exactly how they sounded. Steve, I got you. <laughs> no, yeah. I think I think you're exactly right in terms of goalkeeping that like everyone I go back to when the Women's World Cup was on and everyone was like, Oh, goalkeeping isn't good enough, blah blah blah. And I think it's been obviously a big talking point about like the last season or so. But you can see that goalkeepers are really stepping up. Like if you look at the FA Cup final the other week, both goalkeepers played extremely well in that as well. Um, so yeah. I think it is a it is something that's like really really improved the last couple of seasons. Um, well, they're, they're getting the coaching now. They they never got the coaching before. They didn't get elite coaching. They weren't full time professionals. Whereas now they are and. You know, people look at the at the women's game and the development of like the game as a whole, and especially the outfield players, especially in like the last ten years. So essentially, since teams have started to become more professional, or, or even the last five years, like the standard of like the the outfield players has absolutely shot up through the roof since they've had full time training and, and elite coaching and just professionalism within the game. And the goalkeepers are now getting the benefit of that. Obviously, it was, you know, there's goalkeepers it, that 
they were getting the coaching behind the players. So it's kind of like they're now playing catch up as well. And we're starting to see the benefit of that from them. So they're only going to get better from here. And it is, it is really good to see strong individual performances. And I just, I just wish these keyboard warriors would stop picking out clips of mistakes because it happened in men's football. I, I, I work in men's football. I see it every single week. You know, people, people are talking about Jordan Pickford, who's the England number one. He makes mistakes, and I, and this isn't me just having a pop at him because he's an Everton player, but he makes mistakes every single week for club. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, and he's, he's meant to be the best goalkeeper in England. So if you're looking at men's football and saying, oh, well, th- this wouldn't happen in this game, well, it, it does. It, it happens every week, and it's the same in women's football. Goalkeepers better make mistakes. They absolutely are. But the standard is always improving, and, and that's, that's only good for the game. It's the nature of a goalkeeper is that you're, you're under a spotlight all the time. So you're yeah. gonna you're gonna make mistakes, and your mistakes get shown a lot more than outfield players' mistakes. Because at the end of the day, if you make a mistake, it's it's a goal. Do you know what I mean? So, I think it's it's. I agree with, so with what you said. People don't seem to think that just because women footballers make a mistake, regardless of being a goalkeeper, that it doesn't happen in the men's game. But probably more often than not, it it does happen there more than in the women's game. So I know I agree with what you say. People just need to stop. Just you come out with some cracking line so far in this podcast, Amy. Yeah. You know, I feel like I can't get my words out today. They're all like you're on you're on top form in, in the Amy Lawrence day today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I woke up this morning yeah. feeling a bit under the weather to be honest, so maybe that's oh. why. Oh, Amy. Oh, yeah. I had a dream uh, last night. Just, just side note. Weird. I had a dream last night that I was vomiting up green stuff. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Why, why would you tell us that? And I was like, uh, did I, did I, was that a dream or did I do it last night? I definitely didn't because I went and checked and I didn't love it. 
I was like, that's such a strange dream to have, like green stuff as well. That's probably why I woke up and felt sick because I I felt the after effects of a dream. I don't even know how to respond to that. I feel like, yeah. Anyway. So England camp, the squad was announced yesterday. <laughs> um, obviously, Rins got her call up. She was called Bye up. Rins. Yeah, go on, girl. Um, she was called up for the September one. She missed out on the October one, and now she's in the November one. Um, obviously, that's she's obviously done something right in that that period that she wasn't involved in the England camp for Phil Neville for it to be on Phil Neville's radar again and think she deserves to be called back up um, into this camp. What, what, do you think, what do you think it is? What do you think she's done to, to get back on the radar? Anyways. Uh, well, I don't know. I might be a little bit controversial here. I don't... No. I, don't, don't get me wrong. Um, Rick Rins has had, a, had an amazing season. Uh, we know this. Um, you know, we've all said it to her and I'm really pleased to see her get her opportunity and she, and she did do really well um, when she was called up to the England squad in the first time. Um, but I think... Uh, there was obviously a couple of players missing that time. They yeah. came back for the October squad. And it seems to be this time, now that the, the game against Norway is can, has been cancelled, um, it, it looks like Phil's you know, called up a couple of players that he just wants to have a look at. And that's, that's not saying that you know, Rins hasn't earned a place there. She absolutely has. Anyone who gets a call up for England has, has deserved it. And they've earned their place and they've clearly got talent. Um, but you know, we, we see the likes of Lauren James in there as well. And I, I do think... Obviously, Izzy Christensen's missed out. Tony Dogan hasn't been selected. You know, Frank Kirby's obviously out injured. Many Bright isn't in the squad. So there were there were spaces available. And like I said, because there isn't a competitive fixture, I think I think Phil might have brought in a couple of players that uh, that are on the fringes. And you know, I don't think it's unfair to say that that Rins is is is, is on the fringe. Like she is a fringe player. She's somebody who who isn't you know necessarily entitled to be in that squad just yet. She has to kind of work her way into it. So. Um, I think, I think that's maybe why she's been called back in because it's a good opportunity to to have another look at her. Um, while there's you know a couple of players that, that aren't involved this time, yeah. and like I said, yeah. you know she she did well last time, so so you know th- there was no reason for her you know for Phil to say oh no like you know she didn't cut it last time. Um, you know she 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 did well with England and and she's you know still been performing well for Liverpool. So um, hopefully she can go take the opportunity work hard, impress again, and then, um, yeah, and then next time, we'll see. I think Amy's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's gone. Oh, that was dramatic. <laughs> At least I got to finish what I was saying, so. Give us some serious side eye in that frozen picture then. I know. So, should we just, like, should we just wait in silence until she comes back on? Yeah. You were giving some serious side eye. You were. I was like, what? what's your problem with my point, Amy? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you get to Sorry, give your I opinion don't. now. Oh, oops. <laughs> Go on, Ames, take it away. Well, what, what did you leave? What did I leave you on? Uh, I was talking about Rins. Okay. So what I, what I, what I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, I agree with everything that you, you said <laughs> before I made a swift exit. 
you didn't hear everything I said don't flag it <laughs> I did hear most of it I got up to when you was like um you think you think that she's in there because some others had missed out yeah because but not less yeah she deserves a place but yeah it was a good opportunity yeah I think when you when you're sort of like breaking into the team you just take every single opportunity that you you can get don't you so I think she'll be more than I think it's probably in the back of her mind she will know that there are there are different few faces around but I think if if it was me that was in that position I'd make sure next time maybe when there's more on the line such as there is a fixture to play I'd make it so he he's got no other choice but to pick me do you know what I mean so it might it might just add a little bit more motivation to to her not that she needs it anymore I mean playing for England's enough motivation in itself yeah. and being like at the camp or whatever um but we've sort of said along each time these camps have come out that it's it's Phil just testing different people, seeing what works. And if there's nothing riding on it, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So I think it, it means probably more to the players that are getting called up that they're that they're in and around it and with chance of selection, with all the competitions coming up as well. It's sort of like free time to start planning things. So that's probably why you've seen uh more younger younger players still involved and the other thought that I had was uh Russo Alessio Russo is injured isn't she so that's another spot that a youngster yeah. could potentially fill so that and the same position um as a, as a forward so that's another another reason why um maybe the selection was, was made yeah I think I think another selection that I, I want to have a little small chat about is obviously Laura Coombs has been called up um, this is the first time she's come into the camp since 2015, I think it was. Um, yeah. Obviously, she's been playing really well this season. She's caught the eye of, of a lot of people. She's clearly caught the eye of, of Gareth Taylor, who's who's involved in her, in her squad. Um, and in her midfield, obviously, she's getting ahead of, of, of certain players who have always been such key key midfielders for City like Callan Weir and, and Rosa Vell's obviously coming in the summer and you know, Laura Coombs got ahead of her. But... I, I think she she deserves this this England call. She deserves the praise that she's been getting because she's played fantastic this season. She played really well against us when we played City um, a couple of weeks ago in the cup. Obviously scored that amazing goal. She then scored again in the Manchester derby at the weekend. She's just had like a really good couple of weeks, hasn't she? Yeah, well she scored three goals in the last three games now because she scored in that eight-one uh, when it was against Bristol. Um, so yeah, she's. She's absolutely on fire. Um, I was just saying to you guys before um, before we start recording, I'm actually speaking to her today and I can't wait to sort of hear how much it means to her to be back in the English squad because, yeah, it, it's been five years and I'll hold my hands up. I was one of those and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll admit this to her in the summer when, when we were talking about Sam Lewis and Roosevelt joining City um, and I was talking about them, their midfield and Jill Scott and Laura Coons were, were the two that I sort of, Left out of the equation, you know. In in my in my eyes, it was the two Americans, Caroline Weir and Kira Walsh, were kind of the four fighting for that three diamond. Um, so the fact that you know she's come in and she's fought away into that, I think it's just a credit to her as a professional and and her her ability as well. I mean, after that after that game against Liverpool at Prenton Park, um, I spoke to Gareth Taylor and asked him about about Laura and the goal that she scored and. And you know what? What I thought was quite interesting was was that he said that when he stepped up and you know became manager, and walked into the training um, session for like the first couple of weeks, 
she was one of the players who stepped up and really impressed him. Um, so, you know, she's obviously done that on the training ground. He's given her the opportunity and she's absolutely taken it. You know, like I said, she's, she's gone and scored three goals in, in three games. And, you know, she's starting in, in derbies against United in the WSL. She's starting, um, you know, in, in sort of, you know, in, in the Conti Cup games, which obviously it, it is usually where, where you rotate. But she's showing that every single time Gareth Taylor's given her an opportunity, she's rewarded him by scoring goals, by performing well. Um, so yeah, I think it's great to see her in the England squad, and and like like the friends, um, I think she she's one of those players who um, she's been given a chance for Phil to have a look at, and just to see where where, where she is, um, and hopefully she can use the opportunity and, and make another impression, which which she seems to have done at every opportunity so far this season. So I'm really really happy for her because she's a lovely girl, and um, I know like her teammates absolutely love her. You can see when when she scores a goal, the celebrations from her teammates. So she's really, really well liked. And um, yeah, and obviously she's had experience with England in the past. She's come through the youth group. So I don't think she'll be out of depth. But um, yeah, I do think it'll be quite daunting for her to sort of be back there after so long. Yeah. Um, great to see. I, I was going to say, I just thought of the point. Obviously, she's a more experienced player. But with her being out of this, the England camp for so long, I wonder what what the balance is going to be like, whether she's going to she's going to be one of those players he sort of leads or whether she's, you know, she have the first, first couple of days you're going to be a bit nervous, obviously not being in and around that for a while, but because she is one of the most experienced ones, it's but then she hasn't been involved in an England camp for so long and it's going to be a bit, a bit of a weird dynamic, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I think she's, I think she's quite, not shy, um, I don't think she's shy, but I don't think she's necessarily like going to be the loudest one in the dressing room anyway. Um, but like I said, like she's she's got a really great personality and she's so well liked that I just think I think it'll be the te- the people around her more than her. I think it'll be it'll be her teammates. Like you know, there's there's twelve city players in that squad, so they're all going to be there, um, sort of applauding her, motivating her, um, sort of egging her on and being there for her. And I think I think it's more important maybe the role that they play um, in terms of embedding her into the England squad because if she just walks in and feels comfortable around them, um, who obviously she's used to playing with, and, and, and obviously in the England squad, then I think she'll, um, she'll just settle in really nicely. Definitely. Um, last point to end on then, obviously, um, sticking with the Conti Cup theme, Man United women, obviously, their game against Everton, Everton was postponed a couple of weeks back due to, due to poor weather conditions. Obviously, they couldn't turn around time for getting the game replayed, stuff like that just wasn't feasible. Um, it's come out this week that Man United have written to the FA to complain about the, the Everton postponement. Obviously, you know a lot more about this than us, Emma. Um, but I'll just quickly read what, what one of the statements said. Um, Casey Stoney has has written to the FA um, over the Everton's postponement game at Wattenwell Park on the 4th of November. It was called off due to concerns around the stadium. Um, United received a request to host the match at Lee Sports Village, but it was not feasible within 24 hours. Stoney said the club felt rules were breached and are waiting a response. Um, Amy, when you first saw this, what was firstly what were your thoughts when the first announcement that the game was postponed, and then now that you've obviously had more information on it, what what were your thoughts about it? Um, originally, I was 
because it came out and then I looked into it and it's obviously to do with the safety of the stadium because of the weather conditions and I mean when you look at that there's not really much Everton can do about that I mean you've got to put player safety first haven't you and then there was rumours then that Casey Stoney had said okay we'll play we'll play at Lee and then apparently that wasn't true so there was loads of different things yeah flying about um it's it's super it's an odd one because it seems pretty harmless the fact that it's postponed because of weather um and I'm sure they'll, they're able to find another feasible date. But then it's the issue of the, the tight schedule as it is already and having to add another game down the line is, 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 is difficult to manage to sort of plan and, and, and make that sort of work. I think it's important to note that at no point of Man United said Everton should be punished. What they actually said in, in what Casey Stoney said was her exact words, um, there should be consequences to it. Now that doesn't mean there should be consequences for Everton or for, in terms of they want three points, which I've seen people saying on Twitter, at no point of Manchester United said we should get three points for this. I don't know, they might have written that in the letter, but that is not, they have not said that publicly. Um, yeah. So as far as my understanding is, I, I've actually heard, and again, this isn't official, this is just what I've, I've heard, was that there was concerns about fireworks um, coming onto the pitch, actually. Um, not sure how much of that is true and um, that's just something that you know that I've heard but the official line is um, stadium security or uh, stadium safety for players so that's fine yeah you're right like, safety of the players comes first I don't think anyone is, is disputing that. Um, Everton I'm told gave Manchester United uh, they asked Manchester United with with less than 24 hours if they can host the game at Lee Sports Village. As far as I'm aware Manchester United were um, they were as accommodating as they could be in the sense that they were willing to hold the game there. But I think I think this is the thing that people aren't discussing is that ultimately there's FA regulations on COVID protocols, etc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, now, I won't say anything more to that, but I think, you know, Casey Stoney said openly, 
that they they had offered to host a game. Everton had said they they asked United to host a game. So you'd you'd expect the next course of action would have been for the FA to have made a decision um, on whether it should be held at LSV. Um, obviously, it hasn't been held at LSV. <laughs> so yeah. make it what you will. Um, and then you know, so then I think within 48 hours, Willie Kurt said to said to us yesterday in his press conference that the FA had then contacted Everton and said that the game will be rearranged. Um, Manchester United, as far as I'm aware, within the first 24 hours weren't aware of any position about postponing. So don't know whether they got contacted within 48 hours, but they, they weren't told about anything within 24 hours. Um, and then obviously Manchester United have since written to the FA and, um, and said, um, you know, like we think there should be consequences. And like I said, that, that isn't them saying we want three points. I think what that might be is perhaps asking for more clarity on a second stadium. You know, in WSL, every team has to have a second stadium. So therefore, if you can't host your match in, the, in your home stadium, like you are meant to have a backup. Liverpool had to do this with Prentice Park last season. Um, so I don't know, there could be question marks over... Um, where Everton's second stadium is or why they couldn't play there. I don't know whether that was an option. I've not heard anything on that. Um, they might be asking why they couldn't host it at Lee. Um, obviously, you know, it was deemed that it wasn't feasible within that 24 hours. So Manchester United might, they might have said, why couldn't it have been held there? Um, or they could be asking for three points. You don't know. Um, but I think, I think just as a whole, I think Casey Stoney has always been very outspoken on the professionalism of the game and think ultimately this safety of the players comes first absolutely but secondly this just wouldn't happen in the men's game because the facilities to be honest are just better you know so and I think that's what the problem is um is that it's so not organizations better isn't it yeah and it's it's not that it's Everton's fault it's not that it's Manchester United's fault it's the fact that a women's game unfortunately and a very very good game as well has been called off like on the day of the game um, because facilities are not up to scratch for the safety of the players. And that in itself is a problem. So whether or not it's an issue between Manchester United and Everton, whether or not it's an issue between Casey Stoney and Willie Kirk, like it's all irrelevant to me, because in my eyes, the problem is, is the fact that, again, a facility in women's football hasn't been able to deal with, you know, uh, the, the safety of the players, and, and, and that needs to be dealt with, in my eyes. Yeah. I've got. I don't even know how to respond to that. I think you just like perfectly everything that you could have said. You've just summed it up in that one like monologue. <laughs> it's a perfect end. Um, perfect thing to to tie the podcast up on. But yeah, um, if anyone has any thoughts on any of the topics that we have discussed today, do let us know in the comments below. Um, like we said, you can watch the game tonight against Everton. Um, I will be doing. Live updates and all that. Amy will have a post match. There'll be loads of stuff that you can that you can um, watch and and pay attention to. So um, get involved with that. Emma, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, and uh, I'll see you later. Yeah, see you later. Yeah. Well, FaceTime you, Amy. Yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> but you're on Zoom, just next to us on the screen. Oh my god, imagine. <laughs> But yeah, my, my laptop battery would run down within about five minutes. <laughs> no, but yeah, thank you very much for watching. Remember to like the video, comment, subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you all next time. Bye.